and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We are completing our Advent series called Recapturing Glory, where we looked at how God's glory shows up in the most unexpected of ways and spaces. We hope that through this series you developed the ability to recognize the presence and goodness of God in your everyday lives. We have Geshom sharing with us about God's glory increasing in our lives daily as we make room for His Word and Spirit in our lives. He picks us up from where we are at, but loves us too much to leave us as we are. Hi Church, welcome to Church Online and I am so excited to be bringing God's Word to you. But before that, I would like to take this time to wish each and every one of you a blessed Christmas. Uh, I don't know where you are actually watching this or listening to this, but even as you are celebrating Christmas this entire week and this entire season, uh, probably with friends, probably with families, probably with close ones nearby, I would ask that even as for the next few minutes, as we take some time into, uh, you know, looking into God's word, that God will speak to us, God will minister to us. Because I believe that this uh, Christmas, we all should be reminded as to why Jesus came. So even as we take some time to, uh, you know, get into God's word, we're going to conclude uh, the entire series that we've been looking, uh, recapturing the glory. And so today, uh, the last part of the series is called From Glory to Glory. In the first part, we saw, you know, that there's glory in the dirt. The second part, we saw that there's glory in the supernatural. The third part, we saw glory in the ordinary. And even today, as we look through the scriptures, we're going to see how God wants us to go from glory to glory. And uh, even as we uh, understand the word glory, we realize that this word means weight, which means, you know, something that is of uh, uh is, is heaviness, which, you know, we aren't meant to carry. And many a time, somewhere down the line in our lives, we are wanting to attain some kind of glory, either in the things that we do, either in the things that we are part of, the things that we get to lead. But God wants to remind us that all glory belongs to him. And as followers of Jesus, when we've decided to have Jesus in our heart and make him the Lord and Savior of our lives, that he alone deserves the glory because he's the one who enables us and in this beautiful picture of Christmas today my emphasis would be on the spirit of God that was with each and every person in the Christmas story and I want us all to be carriers of uh, the spirit of God in our lives that we can't do this journey alone and we're going to see what scripture has to say you know God's glory was actually evident in Jesus himself it is who he is it is who he was. So in fact, there was glory in the beginning, even before he created the world. You know, God's glory existed even before all of his creation, just that none of us know how to explain it. And his glory is there in eternity, which we all are waiting, hopeful that one day you will get to see him face to face in all of his glory. You know, the glory that we talk about of God, it's an attribute of him. It's who he is. So you cannot take that away and say, you know, he's uh, just a person who is trying to become. No, he is glorious, full stop. His presence that came down in the Old Testament as fire, as glory, as a moving cloud is one of glory. And today the Holy Spirit is within all of us and we are all 
carriers of his glory and the glory of god i believe is the end point which we are all waiting for when we close our eyes here on this earth or when we are you know taken up with him when he comes back we will behold his glory there's nothing there won't be words to explain it's just for us to partake in that glory and so today my reference passage even as we have started this sermon is 2 corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 to 18 and this is what it says but whenever anyone turns to the lord the veil is taken away now the lord is spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the lord who is the spirit even as we read this we are reminded that it's the spirit of god who helps us to go from glory to glory here on this earth taking being image bearers of jesus in this world one of the beautiful aspects of the christmas story is of the spirit of god who worked in the lives of each and every one in the christmas story many a times we uh, you know we emphasize on the characters the pivotal characters the shepherds the wise men uh, you know the innkeeper mary and joseph you know and then uh, the probably we add some imaginary characters that will fit in we take their creative license and we fit in all those other uh, additional bits but it's the spirit of god who worked in each and every one even as we uh, he didn't he didn't just work in you know just in making sure that you know mary was you know impregnated no he worked every step of the way he worked i believe in the ordinary of every day in the whole process of those nine months of labor in the ordinary of every day of her being pregnant and you know having those labor pains and then delivering the baby and then you know even as it took seven days later they went to that in, in every step in every day he was there and just to see the lead up of all of this happening so that jesus will be glorified here on this earth in human form and so today the glory that he sought was not in human form he came here just one amongst us and many a times we are dealing with him as one amongst us we are not dealing with him as the one who is seated on the throne john clearly states that he states that in 1 john 1 verses 10 to 14 we're going to read this and this is what it says he came into the very world he created but the world didn't recognize him he came to his own people and even they rejected him but to all who believed him and accepted him he gave the right to become children of god they are reborn not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan but a birth that comes from god so the word became human and made his home among us he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness and we have seen his glory the glory of the father's one and only son so today i would ask you are you willing to accept jesus who walked on this earth he probably didn't walk on this earth in all his glory but he came down from all his glory to be here with us are we willing to receive him are we able to recognize him for those of us who have been in the faith for quite long are we able to recognize him even today or is this glory too much that you're like god i don't want it you know you be there i'll be here i if i come near Uh, i need to do certain things but i'm happy here leave me alone are you wanting to be far away from him 
or are you rejecting him even as we read he came into the world that he created and the world didn't recognize him because the one who created the world was seated in the heavenlies but when he came into the world he came not as a king but as a baby who was born in a manger the insignificance of this is the reason why the world didn't recognize him the world wants you know fanfare wants you know a big celebration wants to know that this is the much awaited king uh, if you're if you see all these you know period dramas you'll see the birth of a king's child is of much expectation within the entire kingdom why because they know that there's someone who's going to succeed after the king but today are we willing to accept this jesus who's in us today is my biggest question for us because just because we don't see him the way we would like just because we don't you know see him doing the things that we would like just because we don't see him reacting and being there and the visibility of ours is marred by so many other things we fail to give him the glory but it beautifully says for those who are willing there's always a remnant few who are willing to believe to them he gave them what he gave them the right to be called his children he didn't say you know you you are my he said you can boldly come to me and say that i am your child you have that right you can walk in you don't need to get an appointment you can just boldly walk in saying that you are my child so today whatever understanding we have i want us to come to a place of being in awe and in amazement of who this glorious jesus is you know the beautiful thing which you know i always been reading the uh, gospels i'm really thrilled and excited is the fact that the disciples got to see jesus face to face they got to see the son of man face to face they got to believe in him you know face to face they got to touch him they got to you know just sit around him what glorious uh, thing would that have been to sit next to the son of god and here and there get glimpses that you know only a few would really you know you would really want to see jesus in that light like especially for peter john to see jesus in the transfiguration to see him do those miracles but today we are living in a time an age when god wants to do all of that in us are you willing are we willing as a community to really see jesus move in our midst his glory is just not for one day one time and it's a full stop no he wants us to move it's a continuous process it's a journey from glory to glory and so today church even as you're celebrating christmas you know probably the christmas is not like how you dreamt it would be probably the people that you care about aren't there with you today probably you're just watching this alone in your home and you wish you know god i would this year would end well but even as we are looking at the news we can see a whole number of rise happening in other parts of the world with regard to covid today it feels like you know the cassette has just been flipped around and you're back in the start of 2020 would you allow jesus to take you from glory to glory glory he protected you he will protect you he sustained you he will sustain you he led you he will continuously keep leading you but in all of this process of going from glory to glory there are three things which i want to highlight from this passage so that we will be conscious we will make an effort 
and we will see his glory every step of the way. So the first thing that I want us to see is glory to glory implies an ever-increasing obedience. Glory to glory implies an ever-increasing obedience. Let's read that verse again, which we read earlier, 2 Corinthians 3.16. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. When there's obedience, when Paul writes to the Corinthians, he says, when someone turns around, turns around from what? Turns around from their wickedness. Turns around from, you know, being blinded by the enemy. Turns around from Satan actually making you feel like dirt. You're worthless. Turns around from understanding God. You're not a miracle working God. You, I've been praying, but I don't see it. But when you turn around from that unbelief, when you turn around from, you know, that, uh, that, that expectation of, you know, unrealistic expectation from God, the veil is taken away. And what is this veil? You know, today we're living in a time, as I said, I would have loved being there, but we're living in a time where, you know, we get to enjoy the glory of God within us. He resides within us. This entire reference that uh, Paul drives is from Moses' time when he went and saw um, God, you know, this is right after they had broken the uh, Ten Commandment tablets and then God tells him, you know, chisel the stones again, come up and he gives it to him. And when he came down, his face was radiant. Whose face was radiant? Moses' face was radiant. And, you know, when Aaron and the elders of Israel and when the entire congregation saw, they could see his face being radiant. And so what Moses did was he actually covered his face after that. And, you know, and he went quietly to actually just be in close meditation with God. And when you see this, he would actually every time go up to see God and come back and he would cover his face. But today, Jesus, who was a perfect sacrifice, he came down once and for all. And that celebration is what we are celebrating today. That his walk here on this earth tore the veil for us and we all get to experience his glory. We all get to experience his glory. In the early uh, uh, in the early parts of Israel, when they were meeting in a temple, there were only a select, in fact, just one high priest who could enter into that Holy of Holies and experience God's presence. But today we all get to experience it. Today you and I get to experience it, even though you're sitting somewhere and watching this. I believe even as we pray, even as we ask God, I believe his glory will come down into your houses. I believe it will come down in the very spaces that you're at. And I believe that when it comes down, it won't leave anything the same. It will change everything. Everything that you want to see change, it will change. Would you believe with me and say an amen? Amen. I believe you're saying an amen. So the glory of God experienced by the people over there in Israel, by the high priest and by the, the people who are waiting outside, all came because there was a sacrifice. They actually sacrificed to God under all these different ways in which the Old Testament declares it. And as we see that, when we come into the throne room, in our very throne room, wherever it is where we actually connect with God, we have to understand the sacrifice that Jesus paid once and for all every time. The weight of that has to be felt. Today, sin, uh, you know, committing a sin doesn't seem 
big enough because we somehow underestimate the sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross. So today, if I would ask you, if, would you allow that sacrifice to actually mean something so that you will be able to obey every time? And what does this obedience looks like? It, it looks like trusting God. He knows what's best. He knows what's good for me. He is my God. He will lead me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He is my shepherd. I lack nothing. This is the God that we worship. So why do we hesitate to obey? You know, when we read from Luke 2.15, when the angels had left them and gone into heavens, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. You know, as I was reading this, uh, uh, a Bible teacher said, you know, shepherds more or less were at a given point were young women. They weren't men. And it got me thinking, God, irrespective of whoever this, whoever the gender, you know, is of the shepherds, they were insignificant people in their community. They were people who were thought they are just doing the family a favor. They have not done anything big in life and they are just looking after the sheep. But look at this. Their first instinct is to obey because who came and told them they trusted and they went. So today I want to ask you, what has God told you that you failed to obey? What has God told you that you failed to listen to him, to give him a listening ear and do as he says? Is God asked you to give up certain things? And you know, it's in those things that we give up that we'll see his glory. Is God asked you to mend certain things? Because in that mending is when we will see his glory. Are we unable to do what the word of God says or what is community is asking us to do? Because a lot of us are, you know, like lonely islands. And when we are coming into community, God wants us to listen. God wants us to obey. God wants us to leave and cleave. A lot of us struggling with leaving and cleaving. A lot of us struggle from leaving and cleaving our physical parents. Sometimes a lot of us struggle from leaving and cleaving the struggles of this world, the what the world offers. Let's come to a place of being obedient to what God's calling us to do. Is God calling you to, you know, put your head down and do something so that he will be glorified? Trust him with it. The wise men. So the contrast that we see here is the shepherds who were people of, you know, not valued in their community and families give obedience a priority. The people who here we see are the wise men who are learned, who are from far, started on a journey way back, probably like three, four months earlier in advance to actually come. And they came out of obedience not obedience to their craft or obedience to their subject, no. But obedience knowing that this star meant something big. Obedience knowing that this is a one-in-a-lifetime opportunity for them to see the King of Kings here on this earth. What is it that God is calling you to do so that you can take a step forward today to obey? Dominic Salvo says this, I am not capable of doing big things, but I want to do everything even the smallest things for the greater glory of God. A lot of us say, you know, God, I'll obey you in the big thing. No, we've, if there's one thing that we've seen in this entire series is the big thing doesn't matter if you don't do the small thing right. And so today, what are you obeying? Are you obeying God in all the small things? Because it's in the small things when you obey, you'll suddenly realize the big things don't even look like big things. 
and you will do everything for the glory of God. Obedience in the everyday. Obedience in the mundane. Obedience in the insignificance. What are we obeying? We are obeying his word. We are obeying what his word says. We are obeying what the spirit of God prompts us to prompts us to do, prompts us to say. If God's asking you to keep your mouth quiet in a situation, keep your mouth quiet and allow God to come down and work his glory. You know, many a times we think God has to come down as, you know, fire like how he did in the time of Elijah. But I believe God many a times just wants us to keep quiet and allow him to fight the battle. Are we missing in being a witness today because we are choosing not to obey? Because it's in our witness that we will see God move from glory to glory. And would we choose to have an ever-increasing obedience? That it wouldn't be something that is stagnant. Oh, I obeyed 10 years back. No, I'm obeying him every day. And may we take joy in that. The second thing that I want us to look from this passage is glory to glory implies an ever-increasing freedom. This Christmas story is one of freedom. You know, as much as there's pain, there's strife, there's uh, struggle, this Christmas story is one of freedom. And let's just read that passage again that we read earlier, 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. You know, this beautiful union that we get to worship uh, God, the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. The way in which they work is so beautiful. It's interesting that in the Christmas story, the Father and the Spirit support the Son who's coming here on earth. And so, so when Jesus came here on earth, you can see that there was freedom in everyone to operate the way they were called to operate. You know, the very stance of Mary receiving her calling, when the angel came and told Mary about her life's purpose and that she's going to carry the you know God within her and when uh, the spirit of God birthed within her she didn't live a life of captivity she didn't live a life of bondage but she lived a life of freedom when Joseph who saw Mary was betrothed loved probably in this day and age they would have sent a D they'd probably be texting every day or probably facetiming every day sending those emojis and exchanging those memes but in the midst of all of that when she heard, when he heard this, the Spirit of the Lord visited. There was an angel who came and gave a dream. But I believe the Spirit of the God who gave him strength to say, you know what, I'll be a man. I'll do what is required. And he enjoyed in that position of freedom. He did his beautiful work that uh, in Joseph so that he could actually fill him up so confidently that for the next year, he was able to fulfill his calling as a father and as a husband. I want to read that verse, Matthew 1, verse 24 to 25. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. He gave him the name Jesus. He positioned himself as a father, as a head of the home, and gave his name Jesus. Today, a lot of us are operating out of a place of deep darkness, 
and not out of freedom because we feel the call that God's called us to do is one of darkness. No, it's one of freedom. The When Jesus came down, he came to set the sinners free. And the minute we've accepted him, the right that we have as children is one is freedom. We are not bound. We are set free. The Christmas message, Christ has set us free. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says it's beautifully in the message version. It says, Christ has set us free to live a free life. So take your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. Never again allow anyone else to put a harness of slavery on you. So today I want to ask you, Who's putting the harness of slavery around your neck? Is it your boss? Is it your work? Is it the pressure of finances? Is it your family circumstances? Is it your very own, um, you know, journey of life that you've had a rough marriage, you're now divorced, you're lonely? Are you putting a harness? Are you putting a harness of unable to have kids? What harness are you putting on yourself? Is there a a harness of inadequacy? Is there a harness of, you know, feeling that God following you is tough and I just feel like it's a chokehold on me? Because when God wants us to move from glory to glory, every step of the way is liberating. Every time we experience his glory in our lives is one where we are set free and we set others free. People who are slaved will not be able to set other people free. And in fact, you will never see his glory being manifest in that. I've never come across someone who's actually said, I saw God's glory, even though I'm, you know, bound here. No. The very instance of you willing to share Jesus in the midst of your suffering, the very thing of you willing to share Jesus in the midst of things not going right in you, shows that you're operating from a place of freedom. Our position has to change Just because things don't happen my way doesn't mean I'm operating out of a place of not having freedom. I'm operating out of a place of having freedom in Jesus and I'm giving him my all so that I'll be able to see his glory happen. So today what happened in Joseph's life, I want to stay there for a moment, is because many a times we are, when God wants to allow his glory on our lives, we are scared, we are worried, we rather immediately drop, run and forget what happened. But God wants us to come to a place of being in comfort, knowing that there's freedom in the calling that I've given you. There's freedom in this, that you will experience liberation. You won't be bound. Just imagine Joseph takes her as his wife. They live as a happy family. They do everything that God called them to do. But there's struggles. But the underlying fact is they are in a place of freedom. It says here he he was a man. He, He waited to consummate the marriage after Jesus was born. He didn't rush anything. He put his family safety on top priority. He made sure he lived like You know, a good citizen would. When the census was taken, he had to go to his native land. He went to his native land. Freedom. Even though they were not, uh, you know, experiencing freedom as a nation. They were still, you know, and I believe God wants to work in those situations. This Christmas story is much 
needed for us especially because a lot of us are bound but would we walk into a place where we say spirit of god come into my life and set me free yeah it it might look like my circumstance is not changing but i believe that you being in it i'm experiencing freedom and that freedom is not a one time thing it's an everyday thing so that you can trust god you can hold on to god and you can believe him with all of your heart so church would you believe with me that you know god's calling you to go from glory to glory and it means that you need an ever increasing freedom the freedom that you have as a person will translate into the freedom that you have as a family the fa- the freedom that you as a family have will translate into the people that are coming in touch and close quarters with you and so today as you celebrate christmas let's let it come from a place where the spirit of god is working in our lives and is setting us free and i would encourage you today whatever whatever struggle it is god's not scared about anything god is the one who created you and he's willing to set you free would you ask him wherever you're at today the third thing glory to glory implies an ever increasing revelation how many of you are desiring an ever increasing revelation we all are desiring i personally want to desire i don't want to operate from the same place anytime because i believe god wants us to have a fresh understanding of him every day when we open his word he wants us to downpour a fresh understanding of him 2 corinthians 3:18 so all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the lord and the lord who is the spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image i'm reading from the message version and it says beautifully and all who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of god as long as the veil is removed we are unable to reflect but once the veil is removed because we are his image bearers because we are his child we start reflecting and i was reminded and i believe uh, it was also written into our uh, bible plan these road studs that are there which we often drive over or drive past and use our blinkers on this is what the meaning of it says it says the bottom of the reflector is covered with a coating providing the reflective effect the incoming light is bounced by a reflector in the exact same direction from which it came for 360 degrees this means the reflector reflects the light of vehicles from every angle back to the road users i circle the word here the light reflects of the vehicles from every angle so today you and me who are called to be his reflection here on this earth have to reflect it from every angle it cannot be you know what i'll reflect only to my church people no god wants you to reflect even to your office people you know god wants you to reflect to your neighbors god's want you to reflect to your close ones god wants to reflect to your family god wants you to reflect even to your spouse god wants you to reflect even to your children and so today who all are we calling to reflect you know we are very selective on who we reflect god and god's glory we wait to reflect god's glory if there'll be people who will actually come and say praise god you've done a great job but god saying would you reflect my glory every place that you go and what does that look like that looks like us wanting to see the holy spirit move in and through us 
because it's him who moves us from this place of experiencing glory to another place of glory and when we reflect what are we reflecting we are reflecting the fact that if this could happen to me it can happen to you and i have the one who's actually reflecting his light through me and that the holy spirit will always take an opportunity for us to go and share so today let's not keep this to ourselves let's be people who reflect it let's not put a veil or let's not put a dark cloth and say you know what i don't want to reflect what is it that god's done where is it that god's leading you to go you know even as you move in uh, luke chapter 2 you'll see that after the seventh day they had to go to the temple and they had to you know dedicate jesus and as they go there already through all that's happened in the nine months and through the birth and experiencing the shepherds the um wise men already joseph and mary are reflecting lord of god's glory and as they are reflecting as they enter the temple two people catch on to this god's glory that's being reflected in them and who are those people the holy spirit who's actually reflecting it through joseph and mary's obedience and the freedom that they've experienced the holy spirit also prompts simeon and anna to actually take a step forward simeon who's promised that he won't close his eyes till he can hold the savior anna who's doing her work that her in the mundane of her doing her work comes there and praises and prophesies and thanks god for what she gets to witness god will use every part of your life every obedient act will be a reflection where others can come and see him and will be able to glorify jesus for who he is and what he's done in your life never discount that never discount that never discount that why will they come and glorify jesus because you will testify that i couldn't do this alone you will testify that you know what i couldn't take the stand and the step alone i needed you you know i'm reminded uh, of an incident that happened in 2013 jan 7th of 2013 is when um we were flying to the us to go and study and um you know honestly i don't know at that point there was a lot of emotions i believe you in the second leg of a flight uh we were crossing you know uh, the whole uh, um i think we were in the atlantic side and uh, can, you can see the northern lights and the pilot had just announced and uh, the family was sleeping tina was sleeping uh, caleb was sleeping and celeste was just a, a baby and she was sleeping but as i was looking out the window i fear gripped my heart i said god did i really uproot my family after all that was going well you know it felt like god did i hear you right god did i did, did you really want me to do this and you know when we land there added to the climate in dallas for some reason it was like raining heavily and it was really cold and you know we did all the processing in college and they allocated our rooms and we went to the room we sat there i remember going to the room and like god it just feels like a hard reset we are back to ground zero where we have to start all over again and then one of our supervisor friends who also was you know in charge of families came over and he said you know what you guys don't have anything i'll just take you to um the local walmart here and you can pick up some provisionals that you need some vessels and so we just go and you know um, we we are there and this unexpected person just walks next to us he and his wife they they just say you know what 
here's some money and they give some money in our hand and right there he prays over us and i still today don't know why he prayed that but i believe god just wanted to honor the faith that i had taken to move there he prophesied and he prayed over all four of us at that point and i still remember today god encourages us when we are alone in a place don't know anyone if you're doing as well he encourages us he sustains us he leads us fast forward a year later um i'm going through my ordination service and in the ordination service they ask for a spouse to come and both me and tina are standing there and um the professor who taught us comes on top mike mesa and uh, he lays his hands on us and he prophesies and he prophesies one beautiful thing over my wife which prepares her for the season that's ahead he says as he prays he says don't be a wimp you are not a wimp you're a warrior and fast forward how many ever years the journey that she's taken has been one of where she has to see god come through the battles which means are we in the middle of battles yes but god will come through and what i'm co- saying here is the glory that is within you the holy spirit that's within you and working within you will bring other people to testify and encourage and you know strengthen you on this journey that you're going god's calling you to do even as i was preparing suddenly this drop god dropped this incident back into my heart and i believe i want to encourage you you know the community that you're part of god's kept you there intentionally lean in the family members that are close to you will shine god's glory through your life and allow people to lean in glory of god does not dispel people away but it draws people towards you towards you so that they'll know that this is not by geshu but it's by the holy spirit who's residing within J.I. Parker says this beautifully. He says, Our high and privileged calling is to do the will of God in the power of God for the glory of God. Is to do the will of God in the power of God for the glory of God. So today, whatever he summed up everything, in fact, whatever you do has to be by the, you know, it will bring glory only in the will. And you'll be able to do it because of the power of God, not by our own strength. and you will always be ready to testify saying this is for god's glory so even as i conclude i want us to look back and see who are we giving glory to because it the glory in this aspect never has to is never about us it's about jesus and god wants to move us from glory to glory I believe a lot of us today are stumps especially in the area of finances God saying I will be your provider that area of finances where you don't see my glory at all I will do it keep pushing through I will do it Paul writes to Philippians he says thank you so much for sending everything across but he also concludes that and he says and my God will liberally supply fill until fill for your every need according to his riches and glory he concludes the letter to the philippine church even as you've given to me through ephrodites the gifts that you've sent it is god who still provides 
people provide but god is the one who, where it originates from good god speaks to certain people and they choose to give they listen to the spirit so god will work in and through each and every one of us god wants to so today let not that be one place where you lack and you're saying you know what i'm not seeing god's glory as we celebrate christmas let us allow our imperfections whatever we've drawn up and said you know what my my calf muscles are not good my eyelashes are too bushy or whatever the imperfections that we think we have allow god's glory to come in and we will see why he has created us even as we saw in the first part the dirt god's glorified in our dirt the people didn't make it to the genealogy because uh, you know they had certain things going right and jen beautifully explained that but i believe one of the things that we need to do is to go back to the creator god created us from the dirt from the dust of this earth and tell him god here is my muck here is the dumb things i've done here are my cravings of sin that i've indulged in and this is the consequences i'm facing would you create a god make something beautiful right now and he'll take all those imperfections and he'll do something beautiful he'll take all our insecurities and we will find security in who he has created us to be he'll take our weaknesses he will show us our weaknesses and he will strengthen those areas he'll reinforce those areas by his spirit so that we stay strong and we don't fall into temptation for those of us who are questioning our identity we will trust in what he says we are his holy spirit will constantly be that nudge and say this is who you are my child don't waver don't fall out don't don't stumble our glorious god will be seen in our marriages he will be that bond that binds us together our glorious god will be seen in our singleness whatever status is it is it separated divorced or just single or you know trying to find someone whatever you want to add to that singleness his glory will make you complete so that you will be able to live a righteous life before jesus you will be able to live a god honoring life before jesus you will be able to stand in him and take comfort knowing this is my god so church even as we go about celebrating christmas this week and this coming day i pray that we will run and find his glory i pray that we will find his glory in an ever increasing obedience in an ever increasing freedom christmas is one which is setting us free so that we can find jesus more closer than ever before we are not bound satan is nowhere close by to be seen and because of our obedience and freedom we will have a deep revelation of why god has kept us why he's moving us and as he moves us day after day we will take encouragement from everyone that god brings into our life we will take encouragement from his word we will take encouragement only from the holy spirit into our hearts because he will lead us where we will be able to see greater things happen so today whatever your situation is i pray that there will this god of glory will come down don't be scared this god of glory will come down and set things right this god of glory will come in and set things into motion so that he will be glorified in and through your life so church can i pray for you 
even as you gather around your families even as you gather around dining tables have you have conversations with friends and family as you exchange gifts as you do many things this christmas i want to pray specifically that there'll be peace and joy and love there'll be protection there'll be favor his guidance would be there and when i spoke right now about the holy spirit may he be part and parcel of your life that as you celebrate jesus birth he will be the cornerstone he'll be the silent listener he'll be the one who leads us so can i pray for you today our loving heavenly father lord we thank you lord for this time thank you lord for your word which reminds us that you are the god who leads you are the god who cares that you are a god lord jesus who does everything and i pray that lord we will be obedient to what you're calling us to do i pray we'll be reminded that lord you are the one who calls us into freedom we thank you lord for the revelation that you're giving us lord. and i pray even right now over each and every one of your children who are listening lord jesus to this and who are right now waiting lord jesus to go back and lord have good times lord with fa- friends and family and loved ones that lord your hand be upon each and every one i pray that lord they'll experience you i pray you'll bless the food and water of every home as they gather around their homes will have a deep uh, lord presence come upon them lord i pray for a deep strength that will rise within them lord jesus i thank you lord for a lord a deeper understanding of you lord i pray words of affirmation will come from your word for them lord especially for those who are struggling i pray for those who are in between feeling like this is not a christmas i pray for those who are in hospital beds i pray for those who are lord struggling with a wrong doctor's report lord jesus i pray lord it's not what they expected i pray lord for those who have been lord struggling because they don't even have the finances or the means or they are in a bad place right now i pray they will still feel the glory of god that came down here on earth will be evident in their lives lord i pray lord for those who need healing your healing touch would be there for those who need your love your loving care and touch would be there lord for those who need a breakthrough i pray that they would see a breakthrough happen that they won't lord go past a day without an expectation of a miracle that will happen in their life i pray that you would strengthen each and every, every one of them lord be with us lord i pray that lord we would be your carriers i pray if there's one thing we take away that we will reflect your life to each and every one not to a select few but to each and every one we will be people who will strengthen everyone who comes across our way because the god of glory lives within us because the holy spirit who's within us will be able to be living in each and every one i pray we won't be scared to share that we will be people who testify about you in every season we thank you be with us i pray lord that you will cover each and every one i pray for every door post of every home that your love your favor and your anointing be upon each and every one we thank you lord bless us and be with us in your most holy name we pray amen 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 so church even as you go about your day our prayer is that you will have a blessed christmas our god of joy and peace will be your joy and peace his joy will flood your homes and i pray that god will strengthen each and every one of you to this new season especially as we conclude this year and as we start another year that his favor will be upon each and every one of you here's once again from the entire church of yazaim from the leadership and from all of us wishing you all a blessed christmas god bless you all take care thanks for listening to this message we hope you were blessed to hear more messages like this Make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing 
and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to wearezion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.